Hello and welcome to the Birth Stories podcast. I'm your host, Chase. This is a place where women share their unique pregnancy journeys, birth stories and postpartum experiences. We hope to help educate future mothers and allow them to have a safe and positive experience. So since birthing my daughter and becoming a mum, I believe sharing our experiences helps us process them, as well as educates parents-to-be on what may lie ahead. So due to the topics that we're discussing, please do be mindful around little ears. Now on to the show. Hello everyone, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in for episode 10 of the Birth Stories podcast. I honestly can't believe we're at episode 10 already. I'm so happy and proud of where the podcast has got so far so thank you all so much for listening um we are going to take a short break a few weeks um between season one and season two just so I can get prepared um I've also gone back to work this week which has been intense (laughs) with a 10 month old and I am also 16 weeks pregnant with a baby boy so there's a lot going on and I just want to make sure every episode is perfect for you guys to listen so we'll be back in your ears very soon but this week I got to speak to Lauren and she spoke to me about her two births she has a daughter and a son both of which um, were really positive experiences and yeah enjoy this episode it's a really good one Hi Lauren, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So, thank you so much for good. coming on today. That's okay. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and your family and tell us a bit about you guys? Sure. So, I have been with my other half for just over eight years, and we've got a just over three year old and a 10 week old baby. My firstborn, Erica. Um, she was born in COVID, so that was quite a different experience to what I'm experiencing now. Um, and yeah, now just muddling on through a life of four and finding our feet with different juggles and demands of two children. Fresh in 10 weeks, it's still so tiny. It's nice to have you on when it's still hopefully fresh in your mind. So that's good. Yeah. So let's go um, and have a chat about Erica, Erica's birth and pregnancy first. Were you trying to fall pregnant when you did or was she a surprise? Yes, we were. We, we'd had quite a lot of family members having babies and friends and whatnot. We were just like, maybe this is something that we're kind of ready for, we want. Like we'd, we'd had a house and had kind of just settled into life together and whatnot so we were like yeah let's just go for it Dave would never admit that we were trying he was always saying oh yeah we'll just let it happen what will be will be but I was very much in my mind like no we're, we're gonna have a baby <laughs> we're trying oh um, that's good so yeah she was very much planned and it took about I think maybe like three or four months to fall pregnant okay um, so yeah not didn't take too long I don't think did it Felt feel long, long at the time yeah I was gonna say it really does I think even with trying you always and then you get your you're trying for a month and you get your period and you're like oh my gosh what if I can't have children why isn't this working you think something that is like you're literally built to do should be so easy and I know obviously three months is absolutely nothing compared to the length some people go through and the horrible experiences other people have but it is quite disheartening and you're like oh gosh like when's it gonna happen and something that's just so out of your control is just 
mad but yeah when it finally happened it was just a bit like oh my gosh now it's really real and wow let's do this what what problem did you take a pregnancy test then were your reg- was your cycle quite regular did you realize you were late or um it my cycle's never really been that regular I haven't been on contraception for a long time um purely just I didn't want the hormones in my body it wasn't to get pregnant mm-hmm. um it's yeah it's never been 28 days probably a little bit more so I was a bit like oh I'm kind of pushing over the 32 days kind of thing I was like I didn't really have any symptoms my my friends were saying for the weekend they'd got a baby and my friend was like go oh, on just do a test whilst I'm packing up our stuff before we leave <laughs> I want to know so I literally went upstairs <laughs> she was in the room next to me I did a pregnancy test and I was like can you see a line like is there a line there and she was like oh my god I don't know and then we just waited a couple minutes <laughs> saw it we were like oh my gosh yes and I was like oh my gosh Dave should have been the first person I told <laughs> but it's yeah totally it's so funny when the lines faint at first and you're like I'm sure I can see something you're like questioning yourself like am I imagining this but yeah so funny <laughs> and did you get any sort of um symptoms in the upcoming weeks after that how was your first trimester it's really hard to remember that far back. I, I, I feel like it was all fine. I had a f- couple of weeks where I felt quite nauseous. Um, and I was really lucky with my pregnancy. It was really plain sailing. I didn't really have any sickness or, I don't know, hip girdle or anything like that throughout my pregnancy. with so it, Yeah, I was really, really lucky. I had, um, was it lightning crutch towards the end? Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, no real symptoms at all. I feel like over a few weeks after I found out, I just kept taking pregnancy tests just to see the yeah. lines through. Because we so couldn't go and have an early scan because she was, it was so, I was eight weeks pregnant when I think lockdown, the first lockdown was announced. Mm-hmm. So everything was shut, couldn't go for scans and whatnot. So yeah, I just <laughs> relied on um, pregnancy tests. It was, yeah, it's funny. With both pregnancies, I've gone for early scans. And I actually don't know how people could ever wait till 12 weeks. Like, mm. it's actually... In, I know it's not a long time, but it feels like the longest time in the world. It really does. It feels like you. an absolute lifetime. Um, yeah, we did with Toby, with our second. I was like, I just... I need to know it's just one child, for one. Yeah. I, I had some weird <laughs> anxiety. I was going to have twins. I was like, I can't so have <laughs> Um, and yeah just to have reassurance that there was a heartbeat and everything was fine so yeah I was lucky to do it the second time around but yeah with Erica it was just let's take another pregnancy test this week just to check the line is still there and it just seems all silly looking back now but I used to think I would love I'm a twin and I love my twin I love being a twin I used to be like I just would love to have twins one day but now that I have a baby I'm like I hope I never have twins (laughs) literally no way (laughs) It's, I don't know how they do it. It's madness. Absolutely Pretty cool, no idea. But... I say that time I'm like, you are mental, like how you did that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so did you know like much about birth and pregnancy and, or did you do any um, birth education classes or like hypnobirthing or anything? Um, I mean, because of COVID, I had a lot of time to just sit and read and research and whatnot. My other half worked from home, so I didn't really have a lot to do with him it was just me in my own head sort of thing so yeah I did um there's a lady that I follow on Instagram called Marie she's called the modern midwife 
Um, yeah. She's released a couple of books and she does an online, it's not NCT, but it is like hypnobirthing and like pregnancy, not prep or birth prep sort of thing. She just goes through loads of things. Um, so I downloaded that course and found it really helpful. Um, I was quite lucky. I had one of the girls that I worked with at the time, who was also a really, really close friend of mine. She was pregnant at the same time as me and turns out oh, our due nice. date was just a couple of days apart. Um, and where she'd had a baby before, I was quite like involved with how she felt and what things were and whatnot. So I feel like just through friends and family, I kind of knew a lot from their different experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, doing the courses and reading hypnobirthing and looking at the reality of things, I feel like knowledge is power. Yeah, I was I agree. really nervous about birth and everyone's like, oh, here's my horror story when you tell them they're pregnant, you're pregnant. And I, I genuinely feel like it's nothing to be scared of. Like mm-hmm. knowing how the body works, that's what I really learned. And I found it so interesting. I was like, oh my gosh, as if my body just knows what to do. So yeah, I think- well, so isn't it wild that we get to like the age, I was 27 and I didn't know that my body did that. Like, why wasn't we? Why weren't we taught that at school? When like fifty yeah. percent of the population are going to most likely do that in their life, in your Massively. life, it's mental that we don't already know that. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it it's utter madness. Just learning how it all works and how the baby works with you in the labour. I thought the baby just kind of slept in your tummy until it was ready to. Yeah. Didn't realise like you and the baby <gasps> work together to like come out it's yeah it's mad so yeah I did a lot of reading um didn't want to look at like the horror story side of things like I didn't watch call the midwife or one born every minute or whatever it is um that much but I don't know I just wanted to know like real stories not like people hyping up and being like oh I tore this really badly and oh my oh yeah you know like it's just some people just horrendous when there's new mums on the scene they just love to throw things at them that's just trying to scare them I find Mm -hmm. no for sure it's good to it's good to know what can happen but we Mm. don't you don't need to know everything (laughs) (laughs) so how did was the end of your pregnancy did you um go past your due date with Erica I did she was 11 days late um she really left me hanging um it was fine (laughs) I feel Obviously, I was so uncomfortable. I was ready for her to come, but Mm. I was out walking quite a lot. So it was nice to get the fresh air. Like we we got a dog just before the Christmas, just before lockdown. So we were constantly walking him, which was a blessing in disguise getting out and about. Um, Yeah, nice. Yeah, I was 11 days overdue. um, Quite bad lightning crutch towards the end. She was really low for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, But... It really stops yeah. you in your tracks as well, doesn't it? It's horrible. Like, if I was walking with a friend, I'd be like, ah! Yes, ah! Okay? Oh, my like, God, he's going into labour. Yeah, literally. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, other than that, I feel like it was fairly plain sailing. I mean, obviously, the horrible aches and pains and not being able to sleep and weeing ten times a night and whatnot, the usual mm-hmm. stuff, but nothing horrific. Too bad. But. Did you know where you wanted to give birth? I don't know if you... Did you have the option for a birthing centre and the hospital? I did. So home birthing, I don't think, was a thing, but I didn't... I wasn't interested in that at the time. So, yeah, I wanted mm-hmm. to go to the Cobra Birthing Centre, um, which was about half an hour drive away from me. So I was a bit like, oh, 
imagine if that was like rush hour and I had to get from like all the way through Tommage Wells over to South, um, over to Crowborough. I was like, oh, that would just take hours. But mm-hmm. originally wanted Crowborough and just was happy if I was going to be at Pembury. As long as she was going to arrive safely and whatnot, it was fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the birthing centre was beautiful. I loved it. It just, sadly, I mean, obviously we'll get to it, but I didn't um, end up having her there. I ended up having her at Pembury in the end. Yeah, I hear so many good things about um, birthing centres. I didn't even go and view the one because my local one is Maidstone and Pembury. I'm like only 10 minutes from the hospital and I feel really comfortable in them. Like I don't Mm -hmm. feel any like scare or anything with hospitals. So it just felt, felt right to me to go there. So what was your first symptom of labour? Did you go in spontaneously or were you induced? I did. I had a, so Erica was born on the Saturday of that week. I had a sweep on the Tuesday, um, Mm -hmm. which wasn't the most comfortable, but it was fine. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, And my midwife who did it, she was like, you'll have a baby by the weekend. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Okay, fine. So I went home like all giddy, like went to Dave, I was like, we're going to have a baby this weekend. Um, <laughs> nothing really happened. I didn't have any bleeding or any cramps or whatnot. Um, but again, where like, I just wasn't really doing anything because it was COVID and I wasn't really seeing or speaking to many people often. Mm. I just kind of was just in my own thoughts. So I was like, so any twinge, I was like, is that it? Is that it's Yeah, that, that must thing have been tough. Like you can barely sort of distract yourself by getting out and about or seeing people. Yeah. Um, or even just like sharing the experience and like just sitting down with a friend or my mum, like having a coffee. Like I just couldn't yeah. do that. Um, so Erica, there, so the Friday morning, I woke up with some like light contractions um, at like two, three o'clock in the morning. And I started laughing because I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Like as if this is happening to me. You just feel <laughs> like you're going to be pregnant forever. Um so that all happened. I kind of like nudged Dave and I was like, there's something happening. I don't like, it's not hurting me, but it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were just wide awake. We were completely wide. So we stayed up. And then by about six, seven o'clock in the morning, my contractions completely stopped. And I was like, great. Oh, no. Brilliant. Cool. Um, and then Dave did a full day of work. I was just sitting on the sofa, walked my dog, um, and they kind of started again around three o'clock in the afternoon. So I was like, right, dark room. Let's put friends on. Nice I did food. that. Did you? Oh, I just. <laughs> I had friends to... on. <laughs> I shut the curtains and put friends on. I did the exact same thing. Honestly, it's just a happy place. It was so good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I had friends on, and we managed to have some dinner. And again, they did start ramping up the contractions. So I was like, right. And obviously you don't really know what to expect. You don't know when to call. You don't know what to expect or what to feel. So I called the uh, midwifery unit and I was like, having contractions, they're really starting to feel uncomfortable. Like, can I come in and whatnot? They were like, yeah, come in. We'll assess you. La la la. Got in the car, sitting in a car in contractions. For me, was one of the worst things I've ever experienced. I Mm. just, my whole labour with both children actually I just had to be up and moving my hips had to be moving constantly I just couldn't sit I was Um, the same it was just it's awful and horrendous yeah I had probably four or five in the car got there 
um, had to go in on my own. Dave had to wait in the car, which was just And is this to horrible. the birthing centre? or To the birthing centre, yeah. Okay. So it was about a half an hour drive, and it was in the evening, so there wasn't that much traffic, which was fine. So got there, eventually got seen, and was just having a nice chat with the midwife and whatnot. She assessed me, and I was only two centimetres, and I was like, oh, okay, sorry. I should, oh, probably should so, have waited a little so bit more. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? Yeah, and I was quite chatty yeah. with her and, like, smiley... Um, um and like laughing and she kind of said to me as I left she was like you won't be laughing when you come back here and I was like okay thank you um (laughs) okay then right this is scary (laughs) (laughs) literally I was like brilliant um but where she'd assessed me she was like I've kind of given you like another sweep to kind of get you on your way a little bit more and yeah that Mm -hmm. drive no Ashley sorry rewind back she said to me that um Erica's heart rate was either too high or too low and I had to go over to be checked at Pembury. Okay, like monitoring so for a little while. Yeah, she gave me another sweep and was like, go to Pembury, I've told them you're coming, just go and get assessed, it's fine, like don't freak out sort of thing. I was like, cool. Um, so I drove there and again, had to go in on my own whilst contracting. It was just That's so weird. So and like, I, like poor Dave, he was kind of just sitting in the car just like watching me walk through Pembury reception yeah and he was like it I was also literally... like every time I got a contraction I had to have Sam by my side and he's mm. holding his hand and my wave came in this hand and he was pressing the boost button on my TENS machine and mm. I actually don't know how I would have got through any of any contraction without him so I, my heart breaks for you all having to do it on your own yeah it was <sighs> I mean, again, I had nothing to compare it to, so mm-hmm. it was my normal bit. Just not having him there was horrendous. But went yeah. into triage and they assessed me and she was like, you need to sit down on the bed so I can, like, wire you up and whatnot. And I was like, I'm not Fair sitting well. down. Yeah. And she was like, but we need to assess you. And I was like, well, then you're not assessing me because I'm not sitting down. Mm-hmm. I was like, if there's any way you can wire me up and I stand and I try and stand still, then that's fine. But there is not a chance I'm no. able to sit still. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, um, so yeah, we managed to get wired up and that was fine. And then I had another lady come into me like with a little swab and was like, have you had a COVID test? And I was like, no, I haven't. <laughs> can you just wait for like my contractions to just chill out a little bit or let me have a break or something? Mm-hmm. Um, that was quite annoying. Actually. I found that, pretty shit did you have to wear a mask or were you okay no I didn't thankfully I had some friends who had babies near just after me when the lockdown the third lockdown was um happening and they had to wear a mask which I just think is just so horrific oh my god um and I know other people had horrendous circumstances with it all but I just it's just mad I just thought the whole thing offering a covid test for someone who's contracting i was like like, come on yeah in pain Um, but that was all fine and they just said i had to go home so i went home labored at home a little bit more and was there for probably like an hour or two um and i don't know about you but after every contraction all i needed was a wee i constantly i don't know whether it was erica's positioning in Mm. me or whatnot but i was i pretty much labored most of the time on the toilet yeah just because and like every time I needed to go for a wee obviously nothing would come out which was just typical um so yeah labored at home for a little bit longer and they really really did ramp up then and I ended up calling back to triage and I was like I came in earlier it's 
it's no joke now. Like I really can tell that it's really ramped up. I'm really mm-hmm. in quite a lot of pain. Is there any chance that we can come in? And they and obviously couldn't speak through contractions. So they could kind of tell the level I was at. Um, mm-hmm. So I went back in and I was, oh, I can't remember how much, how dilated I was. And it's such a blur trying to remember it all. Um, yeah, especially because it's your first and you've just had your second. Yeah. Like, which one was it? Um, but yeah, they said, I think I was about five centimetres. So I called Dave. He then came in again. Um, oh, sorry. There we go, Toby. Um, it's okay, don't worry. Dave then came in and we were just in triage for a little while. They They were really busy, so they had to wait for other nurses and midwives to be, like, that were on call to come in. Um, oh gosh, I can't even remember. Uh, yeah, we waited probably no, about two hours for a midwife to come in who was on call. Um, went to the delivery room, and again, it, I was just on and off the loo the whole time. I always felt like it was just so embarrassing. Like I just couldn't sit still. You see, typically women just sitting on a bed or on a birthing ball, and I was like, brilliant. I'm just on the loo the whole time. So yeah, from there went to the delivery room, um, and I feel like yeah, that bit up until I had some pain relief was just a bit of a blur. Really, I ended up having I wanted an epidural, or I asked for an epidural. Mm-hmm. I didn't want one originally. Throughout my whole pregnancy, I was like, no, I don't want an epidural. I don't know why. I just I don't know. Not that it was like a proud thing. I just didn't really want. The injection. I think when you do like hypnobirthing and stuff, they um, say about the cascade of interventions and like the first one a lot of the time is an epidural. So yeah, yeah, I was exactly the same for that reason. Massively. And I remember my midwife, like she wasn't against it, but she, and I'm, I'm glad she did do this in a way. She, she was very much like you're a low risk pregnancy and you've got a low risk labor right now she was like if you have an epidural you'll be high risk and there is chance that you'll have forceps or von Tuse. and I definitely did not want those two if I could avoid it obviously if it meant that Erica got mm-hmm. here safely then without a doubt I would have had them yeah of course um but I was really glad she said that she was like I would really recommend pethidine as a next um option for you um mm-hmm. which I'd read about and I guess I was a bit naive to how out of it it would kind of make me feel. Um, mm-hmm. And I agreed to it. I had the pethidine and oh, the difference it made, I feel like I completely relaxed. I was sleeping in between, not sleeping, but like really, really rested. Because did it really sort of knock you out sort of? Because I, th- I do hear different mm. things. Like some people, it just relaxes them and other people that they're like able to sleep and stuff yeah it massively knocked me out I feel I was laying on a bed Dave and my midwife were just having cups of tea and having a lovely time just chatting and I could feel when my contractions were and I it was more it wasn't the pain it was more the intensity of it that I could feel um Mm. and I was just kind of yeah God knows what I was saying to them. I have it does no sound idea. like a really good option if you are sort of at like four, five, six centimetres. Yeah. I you still maybe got a while till push. Massively. Because I feel like she's, the midwife said to me, there's like a two hour window because obviously pethidine passes over to the baby. So I was like, oh, yeah. okay. And she was like, don't worry. As long as the baby's born after a two hour or three hour period, mm-hmm. um, it's not. 
you won't make yeah exactly it's it's absolutely fine so I was like cool let's do it so I had that um then after a while I don't know how long it was um my waters then popped but it wasn't like a huge gush like like it is in the movies or anything like that. I said to my midwife... Just like, on their own or did the midwife do it? Yeah, on my on their own. I was just laying, okay, I was cool. laying on my side, um, just, yeah, riding it out really. And yeah, it fell to pop. Nothing else came out. And I said to my midwife, I was like, I think my waters have just broken. She, and she kind of looked and she was like, really? She was like, nothing's there sort of thing. Like, not even a trickle, nothing. Um... And then the next contraction I had after that was so intense. I literally threw myself off the bed and stood up. I was like, I can't lay down anymore. I have to get moving again. It was like a switch had just switched inside of me and was like, nope, no more relaxing. We're doing this. Yeah. Um, And again, I don't think much of my waters came out from that, um, from me. How funny. It was really bizarre. Um, But that was unbelievable I thought the pain of the contractions or the intensity of the contractions was a lot before then but Mm -hmm. I honestly never experienced something like it I feel like I instantly went to like back-to-back contractions really no break and again still needing the loo between every contraction so I just ended up being in the bathroom being in the bathroom and just riding out there bless Dave he was standing there with a fan and I was like just don't talk to me just hold the fan just (laughs) breathe like just let me get in my own head sort of thing. And my midwife at mm-hmm. one point, um, actually, no, sorry, just to backtrack before, um, when I said my water's broken, she did assess me and she was like, I'm you're eight centimetres. Oh, wow. And sorry, so I feel good. like this story is all jumbled at the moment. I'm just trying to remember things. No, 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 it's okay. Um, so eight centimetres. And I think where the intensity then happened that I just spoke about, I feel like it was, mm-hmm. again, that switch inside of me was like, right, we're doing this. This baby's coming out of me. And I'm so close now. Yeah, I was Mm -hmm. like, I can't have this pain any longer. I need to get her out. Um, So again, yeah, went to the bathroom and was in there for a little while. And the midwife was like, right, I'm just going to go and do some notes. I'll just be down the hall. Like, just shout if you need anything. Mm -hmm. And within minutes, (laughs) I feel like I put my hand down there just to feel. And I was like, oh my God, her head is literally coming. No way. And like the intensity of the pushing as well. Like, again... I didn't have this with Toby either. My body mm. literally took over. There was no control yeah. from myself. It was not you pushing. Absolutely. Like, it was just your hot body on its own. It was I love just, that. It's amazing. Oh, it was the most surreal experience. Like, in a way, I'd love to experience it again like that. Just the- Yeah, see, I didn't have that with Bonnie. And I like... But I... As soon as I got to 10 centimetres, I wanted to push. Whereas yeah. I know if I had waited, because my water still hadn't gone, mm. I may have got to that. And part of me wishes I had, but also when you're in that much pain, you're oh, like, "Give me this baby." You, you do anything to get them out. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's amazing, though. It's it was just so surreal and just you just can't describe it. It's madness. So I said to Dave, "Like, oh my gosh, her head is here. Um, you need to get the midwife now." Like, I feel like the ring of fire was even happening as well. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much pain. I was like, just get the midwife, just get the midwife. Um, so she ended up coming running back in. She didn't believe I was going to be that quick because um, she had just assessed me being eight centimetres. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, literally the second she was back in the room, Erica's head was fully out. Oh my and... gosh. And were you in the bathroom still at this point? <laughs> yeah, I was on the toilet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there and I was just holding on to like, you know, like the disabled arms that um come yeah. down or um 
whatnot. And did she say like you're gonna have to get off the bog? Yeah, she was, she was like, You can't sit, you have to like hover. And I was like, yeah, Oh like, my gosh, I need to hold my, my whole body weight whilst contracting, whilst birthing. Oh <laughs> so I did gosh. that. I was like, I can't move, I can't walk. Um so yeah, ended up having Erica over the toilet. Let's see. Um, which was just I feel like that part all just happened so so quickly. Um mm. I was definitely in a bit of shock, like just holding her. And then like, they're like, right, you need to get up and come over to the bed now. And I was like, I don't know how to walk. <laughs> like, yeah. After everything. How am I meant to move? It's mad. So, yeah. sorry, just when you got to the hospital for the second time, what yeah. time was that? Um, Sorry. So that was, I'd probably say about 1am. And, and then what time was Erica Erica born? was born at 530 so relatively quick for your yeah. first baby. Yeah, so the latent stage of the labour was quite long. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, once I was in established labour, four centimetres, yeah, it, um, it did turn around to be quite quick in the end, which was quite nice in a way. Wow. And so then did you birth the placenta on the bed? Did you have the injection? I did, did yes. I had the injection mm-hmm. um, and, yeah, it came fairly quickly. I, again, it's such a blur and obviously I've just had Toby, so I feel like his his birth is very much fresh in my mind. Um, but, yeah, it yeah. came fairly quickly. Um, no real issues with and, it at all. It was quite a bizarre feeling, actually, but it was just like a full yeah, relief. Yeah, strange, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. like empty. Yeah, completely empty. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Okay, I can relax a My bit. My body now. Again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and conscious, it was quite quick. Her actual birthing. Did you tear at all? I did. I had a second degree tear, um, internal. Mm. So I had some stitches for that, and I had. They called it a graze. I don't really know how you can graze. Maybe that's really yeah. naive for me to say. Um, but just a couple of grazes um, externally, which was fine. They stitched me up. It took quite a while, to be fair. Um, yeah, it does take a while. Oh, it, it really did. Um, and again, like, I was pretty much naked the whole part of the last part of me labouring Erica. But when you mm-hmm. kind of le- legs akimbo up in stirrups, yeah, you've got, got, got like every Tom, yeah. Dick and Harry in the room <laughs> staring at you. You're a bit like, oh, come on, guys, hurry up. Um, I remember in mine, they, they were, I had an episiotomy and they were sewing me up and they were like, we're just going to stick this in your bum. It's going to really help with the oh, pain. I was like, goodness. do you know what? Why not at this stage? Like, what else could you do Literally, to me? I birthed the baby, I'm invincible. <laughs> do whatever to me. <laughs> like, what else can happen right now? But yeah, um, I remember that as well. The midwife yeah. was like, we need to do this to you. And I was like, sorry? What? <laughs> no, but yeah, obviously they had to. They were fine. <laughs> Bless you. So did you have Erica on your chest whilst they were doing that? Like, did you have to get checked over and stuff? Yes, I did. She, yeah, she cried almost instantly. Um, and yeah, she was on my chest. I carried her over to the bed as well. Um, oh, that's so yeah, so she nice. was with me for quite a long time. I feel like, obviously, I know you have that golden hour with them um, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But part of me was like, oh, I want Dave to hold her as well. Like, I've just done that. Yeah, I was the same. Yeah, I was the same. Um, I feel oh, like that's so nice. as well. But yeah, I had her for quite a long time, like pretty much the majority of me being stitched up. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Dave then got his time whilst I was having a nice, very weird shower. I didn't quite know what to do with myself. It was just very peculiar. So I was speaking to another woman who I interviewed the other day. And like, you just, I remember going to the chair and being like, what the fuck just happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> Like, your stomach is, like, dough. 
you just yeah it's, it's just the most bizarre belly, feeling but... <laughs> yeah you just kind of contemplate your life there's blood like, everywhere it is wild. <laughs> really? um, and did you breastfeed Erica as well? I did. Um, breastfeeding that's why. We actually combi fed from the get go. I know a lot of midwives mm-hmm. and professionals are like, start from two weeks or start from three months or whenever they say. Um, but Erica's latch, she was tongue tied. So her latch wasn't that mm-hmm. great to start off with. Um, and I really, really struggled to feed. I feel like how my nipples are still working now I don't even know (laughs) they were just absolutely torn apart and um I don't know why I put myself the like through the perseverance of like keeping going with it I just Mm -hmm. I've got nothing against bottle feeding or formula feeding or anything like that and if I had a friend that was going through all of that pain I would absolutely preach to the high yeah and like just being like just go like don't put yourself through it um, if it's causing that much like mental health or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I saw a lactation consultant. I didn't want to wait on the waiting list and go up oh, to good. London in COVID. Um, mm-hmm. So we ended up getting someone to come here. She was a lactation consultant um, and a tongue... Was that private then? Yeah. Um, she was amazing. Just out of interest, do you know how much that cost just for listeners? Is all? It was around I think 200 pounds 220 pounds okay. um mm-hmm. and this was a few years ago uh three mm-hmm. four three years ago um and essentially the main of it I think initially if you don't have the tongue tie cut she will obviously do the assessment it was about 175 maybe 190 I'll find out what it was and I'll let you know and you can put it in oh, the description you. or whatnot if you would like Thank you um, so much. But then if she ended up doing a she called it a procedure, it sounds so extreme, but it's literally just the tiniest little cut. Um, it was then the full 220 or however much it was. It was quite expensive, Got but you. I just, for me, I, with the breastfeeding, it really made me struggle through those first few weeks. And I, yeah, my head so was not tough. in the right space to go up to London or anything like that yeah. to go to some specialist or whatnot. So I was like, no, no, someone can come to me instead. I think if you can afford it and... Um, you need the help it's literally worth every penny uh, because those first few weeks are hard enough let alone with like the struggle of breastfeeding and trying to figure it out is so tough it really really is um so yeah I mean we had good days and bad days especially from the get-go I remember sitting in the hospital in the um, postnatal um section is that what it's called postnatal yeah yeah postnatal um and I said to one of the midwives that came in to check in on us, I was like, I feel like she's just not feeding. She's not latching. And she was mm-hmm. like, just give it tonight. Try the bottle if you need to. Your baby will be a completely different baby tomorrow. I promise you. And How much did she weigh? Erica was nine pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's probably hungry as well. Yeah. She's probably crying a little bit and you're like trying to feed her and you're like, why isn't she full? <laughs> Massively. So yeah, we tried the formula, which she'd take drips and drabs of. It was nothing really. And I think with the pethidin, she was born within like on the cusp of that sleepy. two hours. Yeah. She was very sleepy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when um, she said that to me I was kind of like oh okay like I'll just trust the process she does this all the time and then literally the next day Erica was ravenous I feel she was on and off me constantly and that cluster feeding kicks yeah and I mean I obviously my milk hadn't come in so god knows how much she was getting off of me but she would do like a good Mm -hmm. few meals from a formula bottle as well so that was quite Mm -hmm. good um 
It's clever how it works, though, how the babies, like, process to do that so that it's making your body produce as much milk as possible. It's so clever. It just fascinates me so much, like, Mm. as if... Um, So did that consultation really help with your breastfeeding? Did you think it was really valuable? Massively. I... I think as well, it was just having someone to really talk to as well. Like, I obviously mm. had friends and I had my family, but again, mm. with COVID and lockdown. Yeah, could you see anyone actually? No. So, I know you're super close to your parents and your sister. Massively. So, so that they, must have been really tough. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. So, they obviously came around within the first five days after Erica was born. And then. Mm on the fifth day Erica was born or the sixth day, that was the start of the third lockdown. Um, oh. So, yeah, it, we tried to, like, fit everyone in as quickly as we could so oh, they could all hold you. her and see her and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, it was really tough. And I think it was kind of that moment that the um, lactation consultant came through the door and she was like, how are you? And I just absolutely fell apart. I was like, breastfeeding is horrible. I hate it. But Mm. like, I want to do it so badly. Like, this whole situation is just shit. Like COVID and everything. Just awful. Um, And she was just amazing. She was so calming. She, again, like the knowledge is power. She really explained like Mm -hmm. how breastfeeding works and like how babies should latch and like the positioning and different positionings. Yeah. it mm-hmm. it was amazing and it, it wasn't perfect from the get-go I'm not going to be I'm not going to beat around the bush and be like oh yeah it was amazing straight away it took mm-hmm. so much hard work still after that yeah. appointment for me and Erica to get it right like I really had to concentrate and but like that what hour and a half two hours that she was here was so mm-hmm. valuable to me I feel yeah. yeah massively in debt to her she really helped me out oh that's so good I do think that like, I remember I did so much reading on pregnancy and birth and then the closer I got to my due date, I was like, shit, I better read some books about how to like look after a baby. Massively. But one thing I wish I had done more is research breastfeeding. And I, I definitely did. Like I knew a lot, but I, there's a lot more I could have learned. And I do think if that's, if you want to breastfeed, do as much research beforehand as you can. Definitely. definitely. And there's definitely courses you can do and stuff, even online. Um, that I would say do <laughs> exactly because it's really hard <laughs> it really is and like hats off to the women that can do it straight away and the baby latches that is just amazing um, and hats, but hats off to the women that persevere through the absolute pain and agony because I couldn't I couldn't keep going and I I really tried but I just just was not working sorry I'll sorry Chase no I feel like don't be silly <laughs> let me see what is up with you mister I don't know if my camera's working. I don't know whether you can see him. I can see you. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, stop. Oh, there we go. Oh. Oh, good boy. All on your own. That's clever. There you go. This is hot. Does he look like Erica did when she was a baby? When he was first born, they were mm. practically identical um but now no. you can tell they're siblings but they are very different aren't you oh my god he's so cute i'll you're pass so him off to dave in a minute and the chin. bless you he's so sweet <laughs> <laughs> can you see yourself oh, you. um sorry he's totally distracted me then 
is she? Um, I don't even know where we were. Um, it was the lactation consultant. Yeah, the like learning about yeah. breastfeeding before you um, have yeah, the baby. Yeah, honestly, hats off to you because that is, it's tough and it's hard work with everything else that you have to learn. So, no, it's amazing. Um, but I'm conscious if we've got Toby's birth, so let's yes. um, move on. When did you feel ready for another baby or was he a surprise? <gasps> We, no, we def- we did plan him. We kind of put him off for a little while. So I would have had him sooner. Maybe I wouldn't have. We had a really full on year with like, it sounds so selfish with like weddings and Hindus and whatnot. Year before, I think it was 2022. And mm. at the beginning of 2022, I was, we were really contemplating like, fuck it. Do we just have another baby or do we just wait it out have a really really fun summer hang out with our friends and then yeah like have him afterwards um so we went with the latter we had a really fun summer we had lots of weddings and hanging out with our friends and family it was lovely um and then decided to start trying probably in the november of that year um Mm -hmm. yeah it would have been so again it took two three maybe four months again to fall pregnant with him um oh good and had your period when did you stop um breastfeeding erica were you still feeding at the time no i stopped breastfeeding her around seven months um okay just after i mean she was mainly really on bottles at that point um and we were in the midst of weaning and i feel like she kind of weaned herself off of me anyway like it wasn't like a decision from me to stop breastfeeding her um it was very much a mutual thing oh good boy um so yeah we I wasn't breastfeeding my periods they were actually really irregular we I went away for a Christmas do at the beginning of December and actually bought a pregnancy test whilst I was away because it was quite a heavy weekend um yeah I hadn't come on for days and days and days and I was like I know my periods aren't usually that regular but my god like this is actually should be by ridiculous now. yeah um so yeah pregnancy test and it was negative and I was like oh so weird um but where I'd done it in my hotel room and then gone back a few hours later there was the evaporation line and I was like oh my god I've been drinking all day this is horrendous <laughs> um but no it was fine I wasn't pregnant but yeah my period didn't mm-hmm. come until like two weeks even after that um how st- honestly my really period weird. after pregnancy was the same like it was literally six weeks sometimes whereas before pregnancy I was literally to the dot about 30 32 days it's mad isn't it how like your body Mm. it just changes isn't it with that and I there was no explanation of it I feel like there was no stress there was no weight gain or weight loss or anything like that so I mean Mm -hmm. who knows um and it took a couple of months to kind of balance out again. Like the month afterwards, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm late again. Like, let's take another test. And again, same thing. I was like an, a week late. Yeah, that's the thing. You keep thinking, um, am I pregnant? And keep doing tests all the yeah. time. And you're like, this is so annoying. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, yeah, February, I think it was February or March. Um, that was when I got, again, another really faint positive. Um, and then mm-hmm. that was it. I was pregnant with Toby. <laughs> Oh, and how was your first trimester with a baby that you're already oh, having a two-year-old? <laughs> yeah, I feel... Uh, it's wild, again, like, I it? didn't have a huge amount of sickness. I did maybe, like, 
around six weeks but I actually pimpled oh, it just in, yawned. In, sorry and it was so cute <laughs> <laughs> um I actually pimpled it on the vitamins I was taking um like the prenatal okay. ones um, or early pregnancy ones mm. so I didn't really take that many vitamins beforehand anyway daily I was just like oh yeah. it's the thing to do you get your folic acid and I was like no I'm gonna get um one of the big brands and have all of the vitamins I need and yeah, I, like the if, multivitamin packs. Yeah, and I actually found the days that I forgot to take them or didn't take them for a couple of you days, I actually felt so much better. Um, yeah. So I actually stopped taking them and just did folic acid and vitamin D and I was fine. Yeah, that's what um, my midwife told me to do because I struggled with the nausea and she said, stop taking that yeah. and just take folic acid and um, vitamin D. Yeah, it's, it's mad how it happened. Like my friend said that as well when she was pregnant. She was like, just... Be mindful if you take a full vitamin or whatnot. Um, yeah, it might it just kind of send worse. you a little bit more than it should. Um, so, yeah. yeah, quite glad I stopped taking those and changed that. Um, but, yeah, again, like like you said before, like the tiredness of it, I feel awful. I didn't baby. have my, like, not the luxury of lockdown because it wasn't luxury, but I was literally, like, my pregnancy with Erica if I wasn't walking my dog, I was literally just mooching around the house or on the sofa like you everyone else. You could just else. chill at home. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And with Toby, I was working full time. I had Erica mm. and then also trying to have like a social life, an evening yeah. of just catching up with Dave or... Time with doing your partner. Something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. Like it was just mm-hmm. all such a so different long. way of life. Like I can't complain. It was mm-hmm. lovely. But, oh my gosh, the tiredness was savage. Mm. And I just... I think, yeah, that was my main symptom. I feel like riding out, I was desperate for the second trimester. I was like, come on, there's got to be yeah. some sort of energy that's going to enter my body at some point. Um, did you get that in your second trimester? Do you think it did sort of lift a bit? It definitely lifted. I wouldn't say it went away. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just running, like from the second you wake up to the I mean, you know what it's like now with Bonnie, like the second yeah, you're up, you're up. There's just no peace really unless they're napping and you kind of take advantage of that um and obviously I don't know like with work as well like I had a couple of people that I could have told early but it wasn't like excuse me like really close friends where I would have been like oh god guess what like don't tell management but I'm pregnant la 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 like Mm. I kept it a secret for quite a while so I feel like and I don't know why as well I felt like I was being really obvious like I don't know about you (laughs) I felt me being pregnant whilst I was working and keeping it a secret. I was like, they know. I'm, I, they can tell. I'm really bloated. They're going to look at my stomach and be like, he's definitely early pregnant. I can't drink coffee. They're going to know. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Um, so, yeah. Did you, you go into the office five days a week? No. Um, I was in two and a half. So, yeah, half and half. Oh, cool. Um, it was quite nice being at home when I was. Um, yeah. But definitely yeah it was yeah tough working full-time um with a toddler yeah so Um, hard and so then how did you feel throughout the rest of your pregnancy did you how did you feel about birthing again were you anxious or excited birthing I was excited to experience it again um Mm -hmm. just because I feel with Erica looking back it was a bit of a blur I don't know whether that was to do with the pethidine or just the classic, your body forgets it, so you do it again. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I was very much aware that I wanted to be more aware in my second birth. 
just because I was so out of it the first one. Um, so yeah, I think knowing what was coming as well, that was quite nerve wracking. And I didn't. Yeah, I think knowing how painful it is does add an element of like scare for the second. Massively. Now I know it's really hard. Yeah. And like you think of like the back to back contractions and then like the, the pushing, like ring of fire, everything. And you're like, Oh God. And you think, Oh, like postpartum, is it going to be different this time? Like, how am I going to love another being like I do for my first child? Like it's, yeah, there's so many things you question, but yeah, I feel, I was excited. I was excited to have another baby because he was so wanted and, yeah I don't know I just the whole thing fascinates me but I again physically I feel like it was quite different for me I had a lot of pelvic girdle pain I had like the tiredness again like I said was awful and towards the later part of my pregnancy like with Erica's pregnancy I was walking my dog every single day pretty much like for ages and towards the end I couldn't walk my dog at all Mm-hmm. I'd get to like the end of my road and I'd message Dave and be like, you're going to have to take him out later. Cause I yeah, I'm cannot do back. it anymore. This is awful. I was in so much discomfort. Um, and I actually ended up seeing an osteopath for quite a lot through my pregnancy. And again, I was grateful that mm-hmm. I could afford to do so, but I was like, I would rather. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. She, the girl I saw was incredible and I would much rather cut something out of my daily life and, have the treatment and whatnot then 100 and not be in pain or yeah and pain. i was just i was like i've got erica as well like i can't just sit and ride this out no you can't just lay on the sofa 100 yeah i have to play with her i have to pick her up i have to do everything mm. with her i can't just stop because i've got a bit of pain <laughs> um yeah so yeah That's that was tough. quite tough physically it was a lot more demanding on my body yeah there was yeah, just so much more discomfort. And I mean, he was born an incredibly big baby. I was not expecting yeah. him to be the way he was when they did. I was in utter shock. Um, so it explains a lot of the pain <laughs> and discomfort. And did you, how many weeks were you when you went on maternity leave with Erica versus with Toby? Um, so with Erica, I was furloughed my whole pregnancy with Erica oh of course um, yeah. so my maternity started that is amazing like, she was, like <laughs> so jealous yeah very very lucky my friend said to me they were like like lap this up this is amazing like you'll never have this again I was like okay fine although I'm sure it also had its negatives it, well, it did it really did really did um but like taking it easy and relaxing wise like physically on my yeah, body it was it was yeah mm-hmm. a blessing in disguise massively um but with Toby I went on maternity leave just before 38 weeks. I worked right up until the end. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I worked from home a little bit more sometimes because I was just, even just getting up in the morning, like obviously I could get Erica ready Mm -hmm. for nursery and like help Dave out, walk around, or he can walk around if I'll get Erica ready. Um, That's our dog. Um, Yeah. And yeah, after that I was like, right, that's me done for the day. <laughs> like I just, I have to yeah. stay at home and just do my pajamas and just work from the sofa. Um, yeah, it was just exhausting. And was there like a part of you thinking, it's my second baby, hopefully he's going to come a bit early? Yes. And every single person, <laughs> every person I spoke to were like, he'll be early and he'll be really, really oh. quick. He'll be so much quicker than before. And I was like, yeah, cool, great. 
And then he ended up being 12 days overdue. So he was even more overdue than Erica was. Oh my gosh. Um, And I was... Did you get a sweep or anything? I had three sweeps. (laughs) No way. He was so comfortable. He did not want to come out. No, he did not. Bless him. I had three sweeps. Um, First one being quite hopeful. I said to my midwife, I was like, come on. The first one worked with Erica before. Like, surely this time it'll be fine. She was like, yeah, fine. Then she booked me in for one at the hospital on the Friday and she was like, hopefully I won't see you at our next appointment, but if I do, we can do another one then. Yeah, we ended up doing one then. Um, And I remember as well, it was around, so Toby was born beginning of December, so it was around Christmas time and Erica Mm -hmm. was due to have her first ever nativity with her nursery. Oh, And I was like, I have to be there. I just, I... (laughs) I can just tell I'm going to go into labour and just not be there. Something was niggling away at me. So I was doing everything in my power to be there, whether I had a newborn oh, or not. Um, and I went. And this poor woman, she said to me, there was it was just afterwards and everyone was just doing small talk, you know what it's like. And this lady yeah. was like, oh, when are you due? And I was like, 10 days ago. I was so angry. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, get this baby out of me. And I was like, I just don't want the nice chat. I just want to go to oh hospital my God, bless and have you. this baby. Um, and was there sort of talk like, if you get to 42, we want to induce you? Yes. So that, so Erica's nativity was on the Tuesday and I had an induction booked in for the Friday. Um, oh, wow. Okay. And again, if I was meant to have it, then fine. But Again, so it. it wasn't you something that I not. wanted to have with the hormonal mm. drip and whatnot. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just to switch my body was like, no, we'll get you up to your induction day, but you won't have the induction sort of thing. So I ended up having Toby on the Thursday um, oh, in the end. So what was your first sign of labour? Labour, it started, I woke up on the Wednesday morning, um, in, which was the day after the nativity I was so uncomfortable mm. and I feel like there was definitely twinges I feel like something just changed I think the day before where I was just so miserable and un- like mega uncomfortable I think that was the initial change of my body being like right okay let's let's start We're ready. getting ready now mm. um, so Wednesday morning I woke up and definitely was contracting and oh I just remember I was thinking about this this morning before um I came on here with you. I was like, oh, mm. that moment that Erica was ready for nursery and that was the last oh, time Dane. I was going to see her before I was bringing her brother into the world and I <laughs> sobbed, <laughs> literally. Oh but she was God. like, bye, mommy, love you, have a good day. Came and gave me a cuddle and I looked at Dave, absolutely fell apart and I think for about oh, half you. an hour afterwards I was just a mess. <laughs> I was like, my baby. Oh my god! Everything. That's what I feel. Like I can like sense that happening with Bonnie, and I'm just like, oh my god! Oh, you just you feel so bad. Like not bad. There's nothing to feel bad about. But like, no, I don't know. You know, it's like it's just they're never. It's just a big change, isn't it? Everything is going to change. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was quite a tough pill to swallow. But I was like, no, let's do this. Like. She'll love having a sibling. It's all good things. There's nothing bad that's going to come from this. So it's fine. It was just Mm. emotional. And obviously I was just so ready. I was like, come on. (laughs) Um, So yeah, sorry. From that, I was, yeah, contracting all day, pretty much. Sometimes they were intense. Sometimes they weren't. Sometimes they were longer. Sometimes they were closer together. Um, It was quite Mm. similar to my early stages with Erica, really. Um, 
And then again, they stopped. And I was like, for God's sake, like, please, I can't go through this again. Like, I'm so uncomfortable. Like, I just want this baby. Yeah, I need this now. Yeah, so they they didn't actually stop for long. They did come back. And um, Erica luckily was with Dave's mum that day and ended up staying overnight. I was like, let's do it. Like, it's 100% going to happen. Like, I just, I know this is the start. It's not going to just stop and be done. Like, I'm so close now. Um. So that was fine. And I think knowing that she was with Dave's mum kind of relaxed me in a little bit because it did yeah, start you to can ramp relax, up again. Definitely. Um, mm. And I actually, this time around, really wanted to have a home birth. I don't know why. I oh. just, I really just wanted to be in my own home. Like it was Erica's home. Mm. It's my safe place. Like I loved it. Um, so I ended up calling triage around... I think it was about like seven, eight, maybe nine o'clock in the evening. And I was like, Mm. I'm contracting. I've been contracting all day. They're quite close together, but they're not as close as you'd probably like. But I don't know, because I'm going to have a home birth. Like, I don't know whether you need to let the midwives on call aware or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, They're like, no, no, no. Like, just Had you sort of booked a pool or anything to have at home and hired a pool? No. So I was going to but didn't just because I know mm-hmm. things can change so much. Like my midwife was very yeah. honest with me and she was like, even though you're wanting to have a home birth and you are like the perfect candidate in a way to have a yeah. candidate, but you know what I mean? Um, to have one, like you're Definitely, low risk. Yeah. You're very like, it's been a very straightforward pregnancy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have one at home, but the pool. Yeah. She just said, I don't know, if the baby's blood pressure was down, you'd have to be go go in. If you bled, you'd have to go in. There was lots of reasons why you would go in. And I was like, that's fine. And I was was fully, fully aware of that. And I was like, that's fine. If I was at home, cool, whatever. But I was like, it was Mm -hmm. also, not that it was about the money, but it was also quite an expensive thing to get the pool. And for me, I wasn't in a position to spend that money for it to not be used. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, 100%. And I ended up having a water birth at Pembury and... I'm quite glad I didn't have a water birth at home mm-hmm. because, I mean, it's the clearing up and everything after that. Do you know that. what? I would love to have a home birth, but the thought of having to clear up is just a Yeah, lot. like you'd have to, yeah, clear <gasps> it all up or your other half would have to do it. Obviously, you'd be with the new baby. Where are we being with this before water? Yeah, like, that's the last <laughs> thing that they're going to want to have to bloody sort out after watching yeah. you go through labour and everything. So I actually, I'm actually quite mm-hmm. glad we didn't in the end. Um, Mm -hmm. and after speaking to the midwife at triage, I, we stayed at home for a little bit longer and part of me was just a bit like, I, I'm getting more against the home birth now. I actually just want to be in the hospital. I feel more comfortable there. Mm -hmm. I wanted some sort of pain relief and whatnot. So I was like, okay, I think that's the decision I want to make. Lasted a little bit longer at home and then called them again. And they were like, yeah. It's good you had the option though. Yeah. After that called the triage and they're like yeah that's fine come in um and went in and again it was just nice we parked up it was the middle of the night so I lasted until about 2 a.m at home um so the drive there was absolutely fine we didn't see another car in sight so laboring in the car was nothing like it was before um with Erica got there and got up to triage and it was nice Dave came with me he held my hand in the lift we walked together it was just a nice experience him being there um yeah got to triage and they were like oh have you got your notes 
we forgot our bloody notes. Oh no. The one thing <laughs> they need. And I was like, for God's sake. I was like, oh. So Dave <laughs> legged it home and got back in stupid timing um, mm-hmm. with the notes. And yeah, we were in triage for a little while. And the lady then assessed me. And I was only three centimetres. And I was absolutely distraught. I was like, I, I've been labouring for so long. And they yeah. generally do feel really intense. Like I have progressed. Like I do feel like mm-hmm. this is no joke sort of thing. And they're like, it's fine. Like it's your second pregnancy. So I feel like things could take a turn quite quickly when you are um, yeah, an active labour. So we will keep you that. in. We're not that busy. Um, oh, go good. for a walk and whatnot. So I just ended up staying in my room. I didn't want to wander around the hospital mm-hmm. too much. Um, so they left us for about two hours in the end and then came in assessed me again but where I didn't actually say before with the sweeps I actually found the sweeps really painful this time around um Mm -hmm. like Erica's was so bearable um Mm -hmm. and when the lady was like oh we'll assess you again I was like do you have to because I actually find it really really uncomfortable like I just don't want any more intervention up there but she was like no like let me just see and then once you're done that can be it we can just ride it out and I was like cool and she did it and she was like okay I'll say you're probably like a four five generous I was like okay that's cool she was like right pain relief let's like look at your options do you want paracetamol and codeine and part of me I don't know whether (laughs) you ever got offered that or whether you've had many people say yeah paracetamol is the only thing I had it was mental I was like, like par- oh, well, I'll the- take the paracetamol <laughs> literally like do you see the point now it doesn't even touch the sides I, I know I know um I was the same yeah I don't even know why I bother taking it I didn't no. <laughs> I took it with Erica because I was like yeah fine like maybe it will help but I don't know personally mm. for me it didn't touch the sides and I just kind of laughed I was like I'm not taking paracetamol it's not gonna do anything Uh, and then they were like you can either have pethidine or an epidural and I was like I don't want an epidural I don't want to go through that I feel like it's intense and painful but I feel like I can handle it at the moment I'm I'm not yeah I'm not freaking out or anything um and then pethidine I was like I just had it with Erica and as much as it helped and whatnot it when my waters broke it didn't in a way I was really it was yeah really painful. once it like, like really got into the thick of it it didn't even matter that you'd massively so I was like do you know what mm. no I feel like I was really breathing my way through it quite well and I hadn't gone mm. over many of my notes on or books or whatnot with hypnobirthing this time around I really did just trust the process I knew the breathing like the trust your body in for four out for two or no hold for four and then out for six or whatever it is um mm-hmm. and just really really trusted the process and I think she actually said to me as well, she's like, we can run you a pool. There, There is a room available with a pool. And I was like, do you know what? Fine, let's do it. If I don't like it, then I can just oh, be in a room sort of Get thing. out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So she was just like, just wait here. It took about half an hour to fill up because um, I didn't actually realise how big the pools were. Um, and then she took me to yeah, the Yeah, they room. take ages. <laughs> oh, long. Oh, my, my pool wasn't even full by the time I gave birth. I was super lucky. I, it really, I went really quickly. But yeah, it was like maybe a foot full when oh I was gosh. pushing. I was like, you can turn the bath off. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I just remember like waddling down the hall to this room and I was like, I don't really know what to expect. But I walked into the room and I was like, 
just in awe. I just it was so lovely. It was all dimmed and dark. They had little fairy lights. Yeah, mine on. was like that. It was gorgeous. It was just beautiful. And I literally I just it was like music, felt, calm music yeah, playing. I instantly mm-hmm. felt so comfortable and really happy. I said to Dave, I was like, mm-hmm. this is amazing. Like, how lovely is this room? Um, was your room not like that beforehand? Not like that. No, it wasn't um it was just a normal delivery room. There wasn't a bath or a pool, sorry, in it at all. It was literally oh, just a big I wonder room. if we gave birth in the same room. Imagine. Imagine. That'd I know. Funny. Um, <laughs> it's funny how many people have probably birthed in the same room yet have no idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that's good that you lovely... love it. It made you feel like oh, just at home sort of thing. It's so comfortable. Like, I just felt like, yeah, mm. this is the right thing for me. Like, I just felt so at home. Not at home, but like just fine yeah comfortable um, and then yeah like plonked our bags down or day plonked our bags down and I just kind of undressed and got in the pool and the instant relief of just not carrying this baby's weight really? on my pelvis was just indescribable it was amazing. everyone says that when they got into the pool and I would yeah. love to do that like, this time it was it was so lovely and I could still relax between every contraction and Again, you feel you mm. still feel all the pain of the contractions, but it's just I don't know, the weight and the pressure the is lifted. Yeah. Um mm. I absolutely so loved it. I was in the pool for about three hours. Um I didn't say love it, but do you know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't a horrible experience. Yeah, I'm like, really lucky to experience mm-hmm. it this way. Um and my midwife as well just kind of left me to it. I had Dave over the edge with me holding a fan again. And if I kind of like, I hold quite a lot of tension in my shoulders. So I had like my shoulders up, mm-hmm. I was really tense and like had my eyes shut like this. And the, my midwife just kept saying, just relax, like put your shoulders down, mm-hmm. take your tongue off the top yeah. of your roof of your mouth and just relax it down. And then if relax I just kind of, yeah, yeah, relax your jaw sort of thing. And if I kind of lost my way with my breathing, Dave would just kind of start doing the breathing for me and I just follow him and copy him so that was really really helpful as well and yeah like I say my midwife was just very much if I had a question or if Dave had a question like oh is there a certain amount of time that she could be in the pool or what is this like will we need to break our waters she was literally like she knows what she's doing like I was like in the zone that's so nice like her body you've just got to trust the process like her body knows what she's doing yeah it's done it before we've just got, got to leave her to like ride it out and mm-hmm. I don't know I was just I was just in my head a bit more it was so much I felt more in control of it in a way mm-hmm. um then started to feel maybe because really... you had the pool as well it's like a form of pain relief isn't it so massively maybe that really did help and it was warm so it was quite comforting and everything mm-hmm. um so yeah after that I started to feel quite sick and she was like do you want some like anti-sickness I was like yeah she was like do you want a pill or do you want an injection I was like I don't care whatever's the quickest (laughs) so she was like I'll get the injection for you so she injected me which was really helpful um and yeah literally just kept riding through the process they did start getting a little bit more back to back um towards the end and then when it came to pushing I kind of felt like like almost like a twinge of a push like almost like when you go for poo in a way and you're like yeah right, yeah yeah it just feels that. like you need a like, really oh, big poo <laughs> yeah and this is what it feels like it was just yeah it was exactly that and I said to my midwife I was like I've just had a twinge to push it's changing and it mm-hmm. wasn't my body taking mm-hmm. over and doing it for me I feel like I was in full control of those pushes and she's yeah. like okay that's cool just 
go with it if it happens it happens if it doesn't it's fine it will come and I was like cool and I was mm-hmm. so ready to have him at this point I was like I'm again it's like that transition period where you're like yeah. I can't do this anymore this is so painful no um mm-hmm. so it was in that and then yeah breathe my way through it I I can't remember how long it was I think maybe about half an hour and my water still hadn't broken um, yeah, so I was going to say, did they break when you were pushing or did yeah. you come out with the bag? Yeah, they were really, really last minute. They, I don't know whether like the membrane was really thick or quite tough. I don't really know. Yeah. But um, I feel mm. like he was definitely coming down the birth canal as they popped. Um, and it, again, it wasn't like a huge like gush of liquid that you saw come out in the pool with it. It was literally just like a... Pop, yeah. Um, and it was done. Hey. Um. And then about 10 minutes after that, I pushed and pushed and pushed, birthed his head, which, oh my God, you you kind of expect like the ring of fire and everything like that again. But when you're through it, you're like, fucking hell, this is awful. Like, <laughs> so much worse than I remember. Um, I forgot how bad this was. Yeah, yeah literally. Like, let's get him out. Um, and I was on my uh-huh. knees at this point. I was on my knees for a lot of it. Um, and his head was still there for a good one to two, maybe even three contractions after that. And I was like, he's just not coming mm-hmm. and I'm pushing. And they yeah. were like, just put one knee up and kind of like lunge. Oh, okay. Change position. Yeah, yeah. Change position. And oh, it was so painful to do because I was so comfortable on my knees, but I, it, he was out within an instant of that yeah. contraction. Coming. It really helped. Yeah. Hugely That's helped. So good. And again, the relief, he came up onto my chest and he didn't cry straight away. Um, and did the, you pick him up yourself? Uh, no, I feel like you came up. I was holding you and him, passed him to you. Yeah, mm. it was like an assisted. So I feel like I was slippy. holding. Him, but yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, they kind of like helped me up because again, I was even though there was no like drugs inside me, I was still a bit like, oh my gosh. Yeah, but you're happened. still exhausted. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he had his cord around his neck twice and the colour oh of his face Oh my God, that's was, scary. It was really scary. I feel, because he was here, I was like, oh, yes, my baby, he's on my chest. I couldn't really yeah. see him. Whereas Dave was like, shit, is he all right? Oh he wasn't God, crying yeah. straight away. He was grey. And yeah, they were like oh really rubbing gosh. him and really like trying to get him to cry. Yeah, to stimulate him. Yeah. yeah. And he was fine in the end. He was absolutely fine. I held him in the water and I was just like, oh my god I can't believe I've just done that like no pain relief like what the hell I remember I've got friends and I know people that have done with no pain relief and I'm like how do you do it and then I did it and I was like yay I can't believe it it is so true afterwards you're like oh my god I can't believe I did it yeah I actually can't believe I did it massively (laughs) so good yeah crazy absolutely crazy and so then did you did you bear the potential in the pool or did you have to get out and do that? I was in the pool for a while. Um, they did inject me with the little injection to help it come across, but it, did, it actually took about yeah. 50 minutes to come out. It was not budging at oh, all. Okay. Um, I ended up moving over onto the bed. Um, they were like trying to gently tug at it. They were pushing my stomach, like trying to manipulate oh. it out and nothing was budging. Um, they, one lady said to me at one point, she was like, can you cough? And I was like, No. I'm not coughing. I was like, I've just birthed the baby. I was like, do you want anything else to come out? I don't know what's going to come out. It's like, I'll cry now. So yeah, she ended up getting this doctor come in and it was just like, again, it was like with Erica, with your legs akimbo and it's the last thing you want it to yeah. be. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, this little man comes in and he was like, hi, I'm going to just see if I can get your placenta out. I was like, okay. 
you. Um, and yeah, he, he managed it. It was fine. Um, oh, I good. Think, I think they give you like an hour and then you have to go into surgery to get it removed or something. And yeah, I'm like, exactly. Please, 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 uh-huh. please. I don't want I that. I don't want so, to do that at the end of all of this. Yeah, that was quite good to be done. Definitely. And how much did he weigh? Uh, he was £11, nine and a half. Oh, my I can't even imagine a baby that big I honestly I was holding him and we were like okay he's definitely on like the size of their boy yeah like he's at least nine pounds maybe even more maybe ten and he'd Mm. actually already done a poo on Dave Dave was holding him whilst I was being stitched up he'd done his first poo before being weighed so he probably weighed a little bit more um and yeah he was 11 pounds, nine and a half. Oh, and I feel like the room just God. stopped. They were like, how the hell did you just do that? <laughs> I'm still in disbelief. I feel like Honestly. when I messaged you the Did day, you tear? Um, second degree, a very small second degree still tear like... internally. Honestly, how it's not just so good one... considering his size. Yeah. It's actually mental. Honestly, I, can... I think the so water good. I really think the water helps. Yeah, I think it does help. Yeah, mm. maybe like, I don't know, maybe the breathing. I You don't know. Mm. Um, but I definitely got off lightly. And... When you text me that, I was literally like, no way. Your reaction killed oh, me. I laughed so much. It's, I'm still in disbelief now. Like, he was never in newborn clothes and he was in naught to three months for about yeah, two, three weeks. He's been in three to six months. Oh, my God. Really no way. Now, yeah. It's <laughs> is he on like the 100th percentile <laughs> it's, no, seriously he's on the 99.6th centile which is the highest you can get oh my god <laughs> little darling little chance but he's not wrong. are you and your partner big babies uh i wasn't i was seven three um but dave oh, was yeah. quite big he was nearly 10 okay maybe that's um, where it comes from then but he's not like a big person he's five ten mm. quite like he's not huge like not like a six foot man or whatever but yeah madness I just I can't I couldn't believe it and at Pembury where I the hospital I gave birth at every month that Mm. particular hospital like put all their stats in for the month so it's like largest Mm. baby was this smallest baby was this there was x amount of boys born x amount of girls born and sets of twins and whatnot yeah i said to my wife i was like if i haven't birthed the biggest baby this month i'll be fuming <laughs> i was like he better i be want some baby. sort of prize when i'm on that leaderboard because honestly yeah, that is wild I, yeah i couldn't believe this so yeah stitching again it was it's, yeah slight internal one it literally took 20 minutes to stitch up it was really really quick um and then yeah it was really straightforward we went oh. home the same day he was born at... Oh, wow, seven. really? Yeah, so I... Yeah, went into hospital at two, went to the delivery suite at four, and then he was born at just gone half seven in the morning. Oh, my gosh. Um, and what time did you go home? Ended up going home at about 9pm. Um, mm. It would and have been... did Erica stay with your mother-in-law? She was at nursery that day, um, and it actually... Yeah. Dave went to go and pick her up and brought her into hospital... 
um, to come and oh see God, me. Oh my God, how was it? Oh my gosh, it was lovely. It was the sweetest thing. She came in, she was all shy. Turn my camera. Um, and then came and gave oh, me a Oh, don't, shy. Not, not shy, but she was just, because she'd never been in a hospital just before like that. Oh my like God, like, she was like nervous probably. Like, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. And she saw Toby and was instantly like trying to stroke his face and just looking at him and then looked at me and... I mean, towards the end of it, we were all chatting and she was eating all my snacks and whatnot. And she yeah. was then playing midwife. She saw the blue gloves that they have to put on. She was like, <laughs> I want blue gloves. And God knows what else she had. And she was like, I'm the midwife and I do this. And I was like, you have no idea what a midwife does. So you can just be a doctor. <laughs> you don't know what a midwife is. <laughs> honestly, it was the sweetest thing. And then Dave, yeah, took her home and my parents babysat her for a bit. Um, but the reason why mm. it took so long, so I... I won't bore you with it, but my blood type is different to Toby. So I'm rhesus negative. He's positive. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So I had to have an injection called anti-D um, uh, six hours after I'd had him. Um, so that was fine. Mm-hmm. But it just took hours and hours and hours to come up to me. So that's really oh. the reason. We would have been home a lot sooner um, if mm-hmm. it had been quicker. But yeah, it was quite nice. We ordered a Wagamama's on the way home and it was lovely. <laughs> How was like your first couple of nights with like two babies? I can't even imagine how that it was. Be. I mean, Erica would just sleep; she was fine. But you just every noise. I feel like we just would fly out of bed if we heard you any wake, sort of yeah. squeak or noise, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, we've got to this again!" And then you just kind of look at each other and you're like, "Oh my god, you just forget how yeah they can't be put down. You can't lie them down in a bed." No. The expectation of like having them in a bed and letting them sleep, it just, it doesn't happen. Like no. the, the first two weeks, I think we had him in our bed in one of those like, don't judge me, snoo- um, what's it? Um, Docker tot thing. Yeah, that's it. One of those. Yeah. And we literally just slept next to him. He was absolutely fine. No judgment um, at all. Bonnie was in between us too, because otherwise she just would not sleep. No. Like, and that was, and I say, we've said this time, you know, we're not doing that again. But come when it comes to it, I'm probably going to have hurt them in the bed. Honestly, I feel like it's, it's the only just way we'll survival. sleep. Then what else are you going to do? Mm. You have to. Like, it's all survival those first few weeks. You've just got to do what's best for you and is obviously as safe as possible. Absolutely. But I don't know. That's just what best worked best for us. It was either that or he was asleep on our chest and we'd just be like having matchsticks on our eyes trying to stay awake. Honestly, the whole time. I know. 100%. Um, but yeah, it's it was quite. A reality check again you really do forget about those early 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 days and you're like oh my god but yeah you just muddle through and it is fine you just I think because you have to get on with it this time around you just do with another yeah so you don't much- have a choice. that is a hun- like when you're poorly as a, a mum or you know you don't feel well or you're tired like oh. you don't get a choice <laughs> like you just get up you just have to so do, I do it I think that is true um, Definitely. The uh, it's a much slower pace of life for Erica at the moment. There's a lot of screen. Time <laughs> there. I do really Not as much that. activities. Um, and how was his breastfeeding? I bet he was a hungry boy when he, seeing he was that big. Yeah, he the cluster feeding was unbelievable. I feel like my milk came in so much quicker than it did with Erica's. Again, I don't know whether it was his demand or whether it was because my body knew what it was doing this time round. Um, mm-hmm. It just came quicker. Did but... you ever get any colostrum when you were pregnant? No. I tried, but... See, I did with Bonnie, and I don't know if that had some 
impact on me not going I was only three days overdue when I went into labour I don't who knows if it did or not but in um, hindsight I've heard it's really good to induce, it. yeah it's good to induce labour with it apparently I just I just didn't really so, yeah, and some people, and also you had a baby, you had a toddler, and like yeah, working full time. It was quite a and lot. And also, you don't really know what you're doing. Like it's hard. Yeah, and it was just uncomfortable, really, to do. So I was like, no, I'm not going to even mm-hmm. put myself through that pressure. I was like, he'll get the colostrum when yeah, he's feeding anyway. Um, but yeah. yeah, breastfeeding again, it was a challenge. It wasn't straight away comfortable or anything, but it was a much much better experience than it was with Erica. Um, I feel like the comfort of it came a lot quicker before this time round than it did with Eric. I, he did, wasn't tongue tied. Mm-hmm. Um, I just yeah. had to concentrate quite a lot. I feel like the rugby hold, you know, where they, like just your knowledge behind there. Just, yeah, exactly. It was all the stuff that I remembered mm-hmm. from before helped massively. It wasn't perfect. Um, and some days we do have some bad feeds still, but yeah, it's a lot better. We're still, um, we did the um, combi feeding this time round as yeah. well which again has helped whatever do. works for you yeah i mean he just finds it a more satisfying feed from a bottle he can sit on me still for hours yeah. and just feed and feed and feed i think he uses me for a lot of comfort mm-hmm. really but he definitely gets yeah. a more satisfying feed from a bottle um yeah than- bonnie was the same and she was just so hungry like i just couldn't give her enough as she wanted and then as soon as she'd have a bottle like honestly she would down it and mm. I would just be like oh you're so hungry um so yeah we were exactly the same we yeah for ages I'd always feel mean and I'd be like oh my gosh you've been so hungry for so long I'm sorry I should have I given know, you a bottle exactly sooner. I would hate to them to give her make them hungry do you know what I mean you just mm. gotta do what you gotta do um Massively. oh but it was so nice hearing your stories it's been so good thank, thank you thank yeah so two very on. different but yeah it's it's nice. I'm not going to have any more, so you won't have another podcast from me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, will you go on to contraception then, or will you just sort of... I don't know. I don't know. I might do. Mm. I'm quite... I don't really want the hormones. I think I'm going to have to after this, baby, because I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Well, we cannot do that again. No. Because, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, I don't know. I think I used yeah. natural cycles before, and I did really enjoy that. Um, so I think mm-hmm. I'll give that a go for a little while, but yeah. we'll see. I do think that's much more accurate than just using like a flow app, which is mm-hmm. what I did. Um, and I, I wasn't tracking my ovulation. So, I mean, I was kind of asking for it anyway. Not that it's a bad thing. We were really it, <laughs> Quite knows? a surprise though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I'll no um, stop recording now, but thank you so, so, so no much. No worries. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Birth Stories podcast. If you would like to come on and share your story, please do head over to our Instagram page where there is a share your story link. I would love to speak to as many of you as possible and get everyone to hear your story. As I said at the beginning, we are going to take a short break between season one and two, but I will see you very soon. Thank you.